3: I am a feminist, but I once made my model friend flirt with a chicken shop owner so I could use the bathroom.
0: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but when researching women's magazines for this episode of The Guilty Feminist, I found myself reading the whole of an article called Why Cheryl Knows Liam is the One. (laughs) (laughs) And thinking... I wonder if I could pull off those culottes she's wearing.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I'm a feminist, but I also once made my model friend flirt with a chicken shop owner so I could get a discount on chicken.
0: (laughs) I'm a feminist, but when researching women's magazines for this episode of The Guilty Feminist, I saw the headline, Let us decode your sexual kinks and I read it all under the guise of doing research, but really I was looking for reassurance that I am normal. (laughs) I did not get it.
3: I'm a feminist, but when my friend refused to flirt with a chicken shop owner to get me free chicken, I said, why are you being such a prude?
0: (laughs) That is actually terrible. I'm a feminist, but for Christmas I received two books, Women of the Revolution, 40 Years of Feminism, and 100 Unforgettable Dresses. I've read 100 Unforgettable Dresses three times, and I accidentally left Women of the Revolution, 40 Years of Feminism in a hotel room, before I'd opened the cover.
3: Well, I would say that if you had to read it three times, they weren't that unforgettable.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a a really good point. I can't remember half of them now, and I've read it three times. Live from the Waterside Arts Centre in Manchester, The Spontaneity Shop presents The Guilty Feminist, with Sophie Hagen and Deborah Francis-White. Tonight's special guest... Sarah Milliken, talking about women's magazines. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the insecurities and hypocrisies that undermine them. So this week we did challenges around women's magazines. So every time we do a challenge. Uh, Sophie, tell me about your challenge. What did you do?
3: I I always get, if you've listened, you'll know this. Like, I always get the challenges that are, like, impossible. <laughs> so we decided that my challenge was to destroy a women's magazine from the inside. Yeah. So what I did was, I was like, okay, I'm going to take down the magazine. What, What do I do? So I wrote an email to a Danish women's magazine. And it was something along the lines of, i tried to follow all the guilty feminist things that we've learned so far. And there's like being very unapologetic, like trying to sell yourself and all of that. So I said, hello, I would like a column in your magazine. I have won awards. I'm a good writer. And I just did two sold out shows in a major Danish theater. All true. I will write the, not I would like to, but I will write the column as a sort of fat Carrie Bradshaw, <laughs> where the focus is on feminism instead of shoes Brunch with the girls is replaced with breakfast pizza alone in bed. <laughs> and Mr. Big is Mr. Patrick Archie, and I won't like him at all. <laughs> I'm fully convinced that we would be a good match. Kind regards, Sophie Hagen. And then, I, that's, the mistake of this being very like, serious and very confident is I didn't do my research. <laughs> So I thought my challenge was done. I was like, I've written this. It's going to be fine. And then I actually read the magazine, and they already had a fat columnist. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. So I was really just like sad. and stuff. So then the, they got back to me, and it said, Dear Sophie, thank you for your email. That sounds great. When would you like to start? <laughs> Included in the email is a suggested fee and contract. So I'm now... <laughs> a columnist in a Danish women's magazine which I didn't exactly want to be
0: <laughs> Let's hope they just don't listen to this podcast because then they will find out that you're trying to take them down from the inside
3: well, I think they'll notice when I submit my first <laughs> article yeah. I mean I, I left out a bunch of stuff like I don't think I'm going to be a fat Carrie Bradshaw I'm going to write about feminism which in Denmark is not a thing until they fire me, I'm gonna just spurt out feminist statements. You're gonna
0: go down in a blaze of glory, is what oh you yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, watch out for that. Watch out for the inevitable downfall of this uh, Danish women's magazine. This, is,
3: this podcast is getting us played. Like, <laughs> I never would have become a Danish women's magazine columnist. No. If it wasn't for like just some challenge, I'm just gonna try and do this thing. That it would be is fun. true.
0: I often do something for this show which is a panicked challenge. Um, the other day for, for another episode I accidentally started a new comedy panel show <laughs> And that it went really well And now there's like six more programmed in uh, uh, it's, called, it's called Global Pitch Pre- So I'm the host of a comedy panel show Which I'm sure will be on television any day now
3: women's magazines because like on one side I hate them and on the other side I like loathe them. Uh, (laughs) But I have had one nice experience with them. I was 17 and I just realized because my mom never taught me how to be a real woman Uh, in her weird head a real woman was just whoever you wanted to be like a person. (laughs) She had no idea. (laughs) Idiot, right? Oh, my god, you never taught me to like, shave off stuff or like put paint on my face to make men love me. <laughs> oh, so I was just helpless. And, um, and I had a boyfriend at the time, miraculously, right? So I bought women's magazines because, I don't know, I thought I should. Uh, I bought them in the Apple, We are going to London. I'm from Denmark. That's the accent. We were going to, uh, to London on vacation, me and my boyfriend, because uh, I really wanted to go, and he had uh, money. Uh, <laughs> I'm just getting back my 26%. Uh, <laughs> don't do maths. But I, and also, I had no idea at that time. But now that's how I'm uh, justifying that I spend all of his money on vacations. But we're not together anymore. It's fine. Uh, he, couldn't have, he ran out of money. <laughs> no. no, no, no. I love why he still had money. Thank you very much. No, he, we went to London, and on the way there, I bought these women's magazines for the first time ever. And I read through them on the plane, and I was like... Amazed, and I was like, "Oh, this!" Like in my head, I was like, "Oh, I learned how to be confident," because what you have to do is—it's so simple. Spend a lot of money (laughs) on buying things that promise they will change how you look. I bought so much stuff, like all these lotions and and creams and nail polishes and stuff, and he didn't notice because who the fuck would? (laughs) But I was so confident, and I walked with confidence. And this is what happened: I went out and I bought a red dress. Wow because that's what confident women do in the movies. <laughs> and we were walking back from somewhere to the hotel, and there was like, some security guards outside of the hotels, and one of them stopped me, and he said, you've been spotted by someone in this hotel, and he wants you to come to his party. This guy is Eamon. Do you remember Eamon? The guy with the song, Fuck you, you ho, I don't want you back?
4: <laughs>
3: that Eamon. And I looked at my boyfriend, and I was like, ooh, oh, should we go? And the bodyguard said, no, 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 just you. And I swear to God, we went to the room, and I broke up with my boyfriend. Because I thought, I might be able to get a chance with fuck you, you ho, Eamon. I'll just say it now, I wasn't a feminist at that time. Also, never got to the party, uh, and uh, we had to spend six days together in London whilst being newly broken up, because <laughs> he didn't want to cover my plane ticket home. What? <laughs> was like, Come on, one last, one last dip. Uh, in these women's, in, in the ones I've read at least, I, like, being fat is not an option. I was in a, a women's magazine in Denmark, and I had been quoted as because um, I talked about fat shaming, and one of the quotes was. Uh, She talks about this so-called fat-shaming. As if I've made it up. (laughs) In her fantasy universe, some people don't like fat people. (laughs) I I read an intelligent thing in a women's magazine. It was a man who'd written in a question. He had a question for the women. I'm about to be engaged, but I am uh, curious, because I've always wanted to sleep with a fat woman. But I've never been with any of those kind... (laughs) And this is the most intelligent answer I've ever read in a women's magazine. She just said, if you ever meet a a fat girl to sleep with, don't open with that. (laughs) That is good advice. Listen, I've never been with one of your kind before. Which I quite like. It makes it sound like we have a club. Like a club for fat people. We should have a club for fat people. Just meet up, do a bunch of in activities, <laughs> sit around, just drink gravy, mm. roll around in bacon naked. Uh. We'd have one day in the Fat Club where we pretend to be skinny. We'll talk and act like skinny people. Just be like, mm. <laughs> I don't know how they talk. Uh. Oh, look at me, I have a waistline. <laughs> I can fit into a plain seat.
4: <laughs>
3: I put crisps in a bowl before I eat them. I have too much time. Thank you very much. Uh, so
0: what's your challenge? So my challenge was I was going to try and live by a women's magazine. Um, for a day basically to just take any random women's magazine and say I've got to do the fashion thing I've got to make the recipe um, I've got to break up with my boyfriend or whatever it is (laughs) and I started out It said there was a a feature on how to dress for your shape and this magazine suggested I wear an a-line skirt to balance out my hips and I thought fuck you but then I thought no 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 come on come on so I trawled around in the back of my wardrobe finally found an a-line skirt and I put it on I felt a bit miserable but I thought no it's balancing out my hips so this is good it's good it's good it's giving me giving me the the illusion of an hourglass figure that's what it said an illusion of an hourglass figure I'm sure everyone was fooled and uh and then it said there was a sort of uh, like some kind of healthy recipe it was like uh, salmon and peaches and, you know, it was it was something that was meant to be, you know, no calories and all of the taste or something. And I went down to my local supermarket to get the ingredients for the salad and I, it said I had to get a tin of unsweetened peaches. And I was standing in the aisle looking for all the peaches had syrup and I was looking for unsweetened peaches and I turned to say to a chap who was working there could you show me the unsweetened peaches and I just had this terrible flashback it made me feel like I was suddenly 19 again when I was always on a diet basically when I was 19 to sort of 24 I lurched from diet to diet to diet to diet Um, and between those diets I would just basically sit and cry over donuts I just suddenly remember being 21, looking for unsweetened peaches. And I just thought, I don't want to fucking eat unsweetened peaches. I have no interest on in unsweetened peaches. Peaches of any fucking sort. If I want to eat a peach, I'm going to eat a fresh fucking peach. I'm not... I don't know. This is awful. And I just thought, I literally can't do this challenge. Because I felt like it was like undoing a lot of the good work that I've done on myself uh, to feel like, like in a healthy, positive place. So um, I actually backed out of the challenge because I was worried about psychological damage. Um, and so instead, I'd made a collage. Um, I, bought, I bought like nine magazines and I just went through them and anything that drew my eye, I cut out and I put, um, on <laughs> this, I put on this paper. So I'm just going to read some of them out to you. And these are just things, again, these are all currently on the newsstands. Um, I went and got all of the brand new ones and then cut anything out that I was drawn to. Um, so the first one was stand out without annoying people. I just don't think men are told to do that. Um, natural hormone-free relief for vaginal dryness.
4: That was what I read.
3: So
0: Does getting off on the thought of sex with your friend's husband make you a bad person? if a nude shade looks ashy it's too light for you if it looks muddy the shade is too dark nude is not beige (laughs) what does that mean it terrifies me I'm going to get it wrong all of those look the same I don't know nude, muddy, light, ashy I don't know that really frightens me because I've probably got the wrong foundation I know I have Uh, if you listen to what you say you would stop talking (laughs) I mean really shove it up your ass. I listen to that. I'm not going to stop talking.
3: Do you listen to our podcast? Me, yeah. Yeah? Okay, I don't. (laughs) I think think I'd stop talking. Oh, see.
0: No, no, I really enjoy it. I listen to it in the bath. I think, oh, that's a good point. Uh, And this is three in a row, three headlines in a row. Be a better friend. Confessions of a bad bride. Change your life in 30 days. Four cringe things your body does and why. Four cringe things, your body does and why. That's under health and happiness. <laughs> I'm meant to feel happier because I've read that. Four cringe things, my body does and why. A guy who is as interested in your needs as his will to get busy on you without you having to spell it out. Of course, if you're both lying there counting the damp patches on the ceiling, you could always just yell, Vagina! Face! Now! But really, there's no excuse for laziness in the bedroom. Vagina face, now. Vag- it's not vagina face. No. It's vagina face, hey, now. Hey,
3: hey, vagina face, get down there. It's a reason I call you that. Get down there.
0: It's not vagina face, get down there. It's vagina face, now. So, basically, I assume I just you're shouting don't... that he has to put his face on your vagina now. <laughs> I don't on think on that's, that's not
3: appropriate.
0: <laughs> that's not, I, I just that's feel, not... feel like
3: if I can misunderstand it, he can misunderstand <laughs> it. <laughs> I think we need less full stops and more verbs. Yeah. And I, just, I thought that was a really positive one, but then I read it wrong. Because it says zero grams of guilt, but I read it as orgasms of guilt. I was like, oh, I know those ones.
0: <laughs> oh, they're the best, the guilty <laughs> orgasms? Yeah. No, it's zero grams of guilt. And this one is Hollyoaks' Nikki Sanderson, 31, shares her health secrets. I love pretzels dipped in a teller. And, and then, then she shares her health secrets, and then a doctor says she's wrong. <laughs> She should be eating a lot more, he says. She's eating not enough calories. And he says with every meal, she should have a thumbnail worth of avocado to get her calories up. What a fun way to get your fucking calories up. A thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs>
3: it, also, so it says she loved pretzels dipped in Nutella, and then she shared like, what she ate. Oh, and okay. there were no, there oh, were no, no. pretzels dipped in Nutella. No, no. What, like, she ate, Nutella. what she ate
0: was very, very, very lightly grilled uh, chicken, very lean chicken, and celery. She just points out she does love pretzels dipped in <laughs> Nutella, but denies herself that every minute of every day she says crying so uh, so that was my challenge uh, it made me feel better to stick those down and laugh at them, it made me feel very bad to read them and try and take them on board so what I recommend is that everyone does this project, just cut them up, put them out and separate they look ridiculous read them out separately like that they look ridiculous in a magazine you're thinking oh fuck what really does happen in a threesome? <laughs> Diet debt is clean living bankrupting you. Is that that's, what, that's, this, that's the most pernicious thing I've ever seen on the front of a magazine. Diet not... debt is clean living bankrupting you. So in other words, all those diets we've told you to go on, every month, every month since you were born, that's why you're broke. <laughs> that's why you're poor. Because you've been following our diets. <laughs> I think that one could be the, the title of my, new, my first column. Oh, yeah, that's, I cover my face in sperm to stay young.
3: <laughs> Please, welcome to the stage, Deborah Francis White.
0: So this is a current magazine, and I need to run you through the content of this article. It's a fashion piece. It's called The Art of Undressing. And it says, the aim here is to look like you got out of bed and put on the first thing you found. (laughs) Now listen carefully. A flash of shoulder and a crisp shirt will do nicely. Unwashed hair and a t-shirt won't. So the aim is to look like you've got out of bed and thrown anything on, but you must not, under any circumstances, get out of bed and throw anything on. Now, the next suggestion is wear an oversized cotton shirt backwards. Very J.W. Anderson. Does anyone know who J.W. Anderson is? (laughs) I have no idea. Does anyone in this room know who J.W. Anderson is? Oh, somebody does. Yes, madam, who is J.W. Anderson? He was a designer who
1: collaborated with Topshop, like, I think, a couple of seasons ago, Well, a couple
0: of years ago. He was a designer who collaborated with Topshop a couple of seasons ago. And we know that lady is fashion because she refers to time periods as seasons. (laughs) wear an oversized cotton shirt backwards, very JW Anderson, and draw attention to this erogenous zone, your back, with a long pendant necklace. And I need you to see that this model is wearing a man's shirt backwards, unbuttoned, so when she is walking away from you, it looks, Like a man (laughs) with an open shirt is backing off from you fast. (laughs) Then it says, team this with a long pendant necklace down your back. Can you see that? Can you front row, can you see? Can you verify this? So basically, what they're suggesting is I take this shirt on that I've got on now, I turn it round so that at the front there's a collar and the back is undone so that my whole back is exposed and there's a pendant necklace falling down my back. That is the genuine recommendation of this magazine. Then it says, look to bedtime for inspiration. Think light, loose fabric, Stripes are good. Double stripes are even better. <laughs> what's what's your name, fashion lady? Eden. Of course, it is. <laughs> Eden. Is that your real name? Was it you given that name at birth? Wow. Oh. Were you born a long time ago? Um, Eden. I love it. What else could you have done but fashion? That was you were forced into it. Your yeah. your, your hand was forced by your mother. Then it says. It's time to rethink your wardrobe basics. Wear a blazer back to front (laughs) and you've got a graceful new take on evening wear. (laughs) Just a woman in a jacket back to front with nothing underneath and no bra. Just a woman, no bra, has put a blazer, put her arms in, backless. Look at it, I'm showing it. I I know you're not gonna believe it. She's gone out for the evening in shorts, khaki shorts. and a backwards dinner jacket. That's what she's done. That's the, that's the this, this magazine costs £3.80. <laughs> and then it says, this is true, remember that boiler suit we told you to buy last season? Remember that boiler suit we told you to buy last season? Remember that boiler suit we told you to buy last season? because now you're going to be punished if you didn't do that. Roll it down and knot the arms around the waist. Wear another shirt underneath to look more considered. And less like you didn't finish getting dressed. Thank you. Special guest tonight, Miss Sarah Millican! (laughs) Hello, I love your collage. Did you you enjoy it? I'll give it to you framed if you
2: like. (laughs) (laughs) No, no thanks. (laughs) Make (laughs)
0: my centrepiece. So, Sarah Millican, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having um, us. How do you feel
2: about women's magazines? <laughs> um, I don't like them. That's really mild, isn't it? Um, I don't think they're for me. And I'm a woman. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure the last time I looked, and also my husband, sorry, my vagina face, um, <laughs> he will definitely vouch that i won't. I, um... I don't think they're for me, because I never see any representative of me in there at all. I used to have a joke in an old show about the only time I ever saw anybody who looked like me in a magazine was underneath the word before. <laughs> and I, I don't want to be the after. I'm quite happy being the before. So I... I, no, I don't like them at all. I never buy them.
0: Is there any part of it that we sometimes get sort of sucked in momentarily? Have you ever been like that?
2: No, because I don't like gossip. I think that's the thing that sucks people in, is the kind of gossipy side of things. And I don't like gossip, because I used to work in offices, mm. and I, I've just had my fill of people being snipey and horrible about each other, without any actual facts involved. Well, so I don't like it. No, I don't have any interest in it at all.
0: Cause, well, that's the interesting thing, is actually the more you know, the more you're interviewed for magazines, you, the more you realise nothing you say is quoted oh, no. correctly. There it's was, all um, lies. There was a
2: weekly, one of the weekly magazines, uh, women's magazines, had said on the front cover, exclusive about Sarah Millican's wedding. <gasps> now, my wedding was incredibly private, like everybody else is allowed to have, you know, just a private wedding. Like, uh, people just call them weddings, don't they? Um, <laughs> And I thought, oh, my God, what information do they have? And I was on a train, and it wasn't one where you could go online and have a look. So I texted one of the girls in my agent's office, and she sort of ran to a shop and bought it. And what they had in the exclusive about Sarah Millican's private wedding is they had a secret wedding, they called it. It wasn't secret. The people who mattered knew about it. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't have been there. Um, and it was a full-page photograph of me and my husband that, when we'd been to the British Comedy Awards that we'd posed for on the red carpet. And at the bottom was my tweet that said, I got married! <laughs> that was the <laughs> exclusive information. You know that one that I sent out on Twitter to, like, over a million people? But that, that that's sexy. enough to make... I mean, yeah. maybe not me, but if it was a, a sort of a proper celebrity, that's the sort of thing that people would buy that for. I don't really get interviewed that much now, because uh, I don't... I don't enjoy the process, so I try and sort of sidestep it and do kind of radio or telly or something like that to promote things if I can. One woman asked me how many sexual partners I'd had. (laughs) And I just laughed. And then she (laughs) went, well... And I was like, no, 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 the laugh was so that you sort of moved on to the next question. (laughs) I'm not going to tell you. It's, no. very, it's very odd that
0: they just... I don't know, I don't know. So She'd she probably make it up, though, then. She, she laughed, so I assume a
2: lot. She might have <laughs> just guessed. She might have just judged me and guessed. Yeah. She, oh, no. 72. Yeah. <laughs> See, I went none and you went 72. Oh, oh I'm so flattered. By that. Thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah, I,
0: would, I would, I would think it would certainly be in the high 60s. Um, <laughs> that was just the age of them, No. Um, <laughs>
2: You started your own women's magazine, your own online yeah. women's magazine. Well, because I don't believe in kind of just complaining about things. I like to be proactive. So rather than just moaning that there's nothing because the main one of the main reasons was because I there was nothing for me, and I do a lot of train travel and I'm standing in a news agent looking thinking there's nothing for me. There's bits for me, like probably most of them have a page or two that I'd like to read, but I'm not gonna pay four pounds for two bloody pages. I'm not a fucking idiot, so <laughs> so what I did instead was I thought, well. Maybe, if I set up maybe, maybe there's other women like me who don't don't say something for them, maybe there's maybe it's not just me, so I asked quite a few female friends and. Uh, almost all of them said, oh, no, I don't read anything like that. And I thought, well, I don't always want a book or a newspaper. I want something in between, something that's sort of uh, sometimes light-hearted, sometimes got a bit of depth, you know, some, like, a, you know like a magazine. <laughs> and uh, sorry, I was describing what a magazine was to you, and a, I'm sure all smart to realise. Um, so I just set up my own because I don't dilly-dally, and um, and I just wanted something that women could read and not feel shit about themselves, and I think we've managed. I think we've created something that doesn't have any of that rubbish. Can I tell you my research that I've done for the show? I've done some preparation. It would be awful if I didn't get to tell you about yes, it. Yes, yes. But
3: also, <laughs> yes. Mention what the name of the magazine. Oh, the, yeah, that's
2: true. That's <laughs> terrible. Uh, it's called Standard Issue. It's online only, and it's free, and the rule is no bullshit. That's the rule that we have. Um, so we don't... Yeah, I'm, Yeah, I'm really proud of it. It's probably the best thing I've ever been involved in and the thing I'm most proud of. Um, can you can, can we just so we do a thing at the Guilty Films so where everyone closes their eyes and
0: then we make them say mm if For you respond you close your eyes so that no one else could see so just close your eyes um, if you if you're a woman and you sometimes feel sad about your magazine options go mm, mm. if you're a woman and you, you love mag you love what's available you love women's magazines go mm wow I if you're I, a man like if audience. you're a man and you do not like your magazine options go mm If you would like uh, a women's magazine that speaks to you more, just go, "Mm." hmm? If
2: you've read Standard Issue magazine, go, "Mm."
0: hmm? Oh! Oh. Yay! That's lovely.
2: So tell us your research. Well, I bought some magazines and it was bad. It was hard to do, but I paid for them and everything. Uh, And what I did, I did like a a list of what they had in them and how many pages they dedicated to that particular subject. So in this particular one, which is one of the weekly magazines, there are 11 pages about celebrities. There are six pages about diet or weight, four pages about fashion, two on recipes, one on the royals, Uh, two on beauty, but it wasn't really beauty so much as it was very kind of Sort of framed as, you look like shit, but we can help. <laughs> uh, the news items included, it's spring! That was one of their news items. <laughs> I mean, and it is. It's, they're not lying, they're, they're accurate. And their other news item was that Melby used to work in Pizza Hut and likes <laughs> sewing. Who doesn't feel the benefit of that? what I would actually, if I'd bought this, what I would actually read in it, and what I would read, there were two pages that I would read in it, which I was, to be honest, I was impressed by. I didn't think there'd be anything. One was uh, tips on if you're buying a car, like the kind of things you should be asking. I thought, actually, that's quite useful. Another one was about how a woman had her life saved by her dog. <laughs> Who doesn't want to read that? <laughs> but to be fair, I've spoiled the end. So, um, some of the titles, I wrote down, like, notable headlines. <laughs> I've, I've taken this really seriously. I love a project. Um, W- uh, ways to be a better daughter and I thought oh, fuck off um, that's, that was my response um, how to fake a facelift don't want to vagina face now <laughs> <laughs> if you could lift it while you're down there that would be great um articles was called Spiralize Yourself Slim. And then it had a page of gadgets and I thought, oh, I like a gadget. wonder what kind of gadgets they've got. You know, if it's like new, you know, technical stuff. And they were all spiralizers. And I mentioned it to my husband, my vagina face, and... <laughs> He's going to love being called that. Um, and he said, are they the things, a spiralizer? He didn't know what it was. He said, is that the thing that you used to put your pen in and it would make a bunny pattern? <laughs> he said, no, that's a spirograph. But I do love that you could use one of those until you were slim. Like, you just, just for ages. just. You'd have to do a lot of drawings, but I think it would be ultimately more rewarding. And then what I did is I had a look on standard issue. And I know this is plug-in, but this is... Um, I just, this is something I really believe in. And it's, yeah. So stop apologising. That's what you've taught me. That's no apologies. three. No apologies. I said that on stage the other day. I said something, and then I went, "Oh, sorry." And then I went, "No apologies." And they didn't know anything about it. <laughs> and there was no reaction. They just thought, Gee, "Why? Who is she talking to?" And I was talking to both of you, <laughs> oh, but you weren't there. We love there. that. We love that. So standard issue. I just had to look on the homepage today. and This is just at random because it just happens to be what's up there today on the kind of subjects that we're covering today. And this is not by clicking through to certain pages. This is just what is available if you you have a look and don't go any further than the home page. And this is what we have. So there's uh, the Adam Johnson, you know, the Adam Johnson story. Uh, We have uh, two uh, articles about the Adam Johnson story. Uh, One is uh, about football, uh, and one is also a personal account from somebody who's been in a similar position to the girl uh, that he pedophiled. Uh, And, sorry, is that a verb? So,
4: yeah, it is now. now. Yeah.
2: Uh, one story about abortion. One st- we've got some comedy horoscopes. We've got a story about the Ivan Novella Awards, British Science Week, uh, a review of Hail Caesar, some stuff on Game of Thrones, uh, an article on how to, deal if you're, how to deal with tantrums, if your kid has tantrums, uh, a lady shed, which is not a euphemism. Um, <laughs> Just when you want a shed, and you're a bit older, uh, and uh, an article about poetry, an article, uh, an interview with a novelist who uh, specialises in novels uh, centred around mental health, uh, an article by a woman who travelled the world when she was pregnant, and a quiz about Sean Bean's deaths in various programmes and films. And that is my fucking magazine. It's what women are interested in, everything, not just lipsticks and apple shapes. But it's, it's... also
3: just what I assume people are interested yes, in. Yes, absolutely. And Would that's you? the whole
2: thing, because when we had this topic, I was thinking, in,
3: I think in, like, 50 years, people will go, "What you used to have magazines divided into genders. It's so weird. Like, I got, I, so I did an interview. I was meant to do an interview with a, with a men's magazine, and in my, like, stupid kind of weird, like, assumption, I was like, oh, like, I don't want to talk about cars and stuff <laughs> and men things, like, balls and stuff, and <laughs> yeah, I was thinking footballs, but I heard what you heard, yeah. uh, gotcha, and then this journalist came, and it was questions about, like, me as a comedian, and how I wrote jokes, and how I, like, became um, a comedian, and how uh, my thoughts about, like, the, the, the comedy of the world, might, and I was, at the end, I went, I want to thank you for treating me like a human, <laughs> because I'd done women's magazines interviews and they were all like so you used to hate your body and I was like yes because of the, the media uh, because of this magazine yeah. <laughs> and they would go but describe how you hated it. and they were like oh my oh. god
0: yeah that that constant erosion what I really noticed when I was l- making my collage um, is with my my Blue Peter uh, challenge for the week because I couldn't handle the grown up one without crying um, was that how much every article in one way or another is eroding your happiness with the status quo. Hmm. So you're not dressing correctly. What you should do is wear a dinner jacket backwards with no bra. (laughs) If I went out like that, that may be something happening on the catwalk, but if I went out like that, my friends would intervene. (laughs) They would actually come up to me and go, Deb... Are you having a little episode here? We need to <laughs> babe, go home. Like, come on, we're gonna take you home now.
2: Oh at least because maybe think you backwards. were doing like some kind of homage to Chris Cross. Do you remember Chris Cross, the band who had their clothes on backwards? Two people remember Chris Cross. I, I don't
0: remember Hi.
2: No, I, I I think they'd think I was doing a challenge for a
0: podcast, actually. I think they'd think <laughs> some things are because she's wearing a backwards man's shirt with a man. I mean it's just but it's you, it's saying you're the way you're dressing isn't wrong. Yeah, right. I do
2: think what they're saying like I don't think fashion is a thing. I I don't sort of believe Eden, in it. Eden,
0: Eden, Eden, she's, she's... Where is Eden? Where are she's
2: you? Where are you, flower? Hello, love. I, don't, I think it's just opinion, and I think one person's opinion isn't more valid than another. So if, if somebody... like when I, So when I wore my BAFTA dress, and I got pilloried and pulled apart, um, uh, because apparently if you've got big boobs, you're not supposed to wear big flowers. What? According to, like, one person. So if I stand up and say or I'll wear what-the-fuck-I-like (laughs) flower, surely they cancel each other out. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree But I think some women's magazines think they're like your best friend, and they're like, Mm. we'll help you, we'll guide you through life. And what they're not, they're they're that shitty friend Mm. that says, you're not good enough, but stick with me, kid, and I'll help Mm. you improve. Mm. And I don't think that's You're absolutely right. They're like an undermining friend
0: who says... um, Have you ever got a friend who says things like... um, well done on that promotion. That's been a long time coming, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and you just go what?
0: Oh, and yeah, you, they've yeah. said
2: well done, but you feel worse for them having said it. I don't have friends like that for very long.
0: No. Oh, no. I've phased no. all of those friends out. Uh, but in your 20s, you're, you're ex- surrounded. Oh,
3: oh, younger than that. Because that's the thing. Like I read women's magazines when I was a teenager, and I think that's shaped me for a lot of years of me going, I can't wear stripes that go horizontally, and I can't wear anything but A-line skirts, and I can't wear this, and I can't, and I can't look like this, and I have to look like that. And that's the years where you get, like, you're b- building yourself a yeah. personality yeah. and that's well, why cause it's dangerous well because
2: I, I uh, didn't have a boyfriend for a long time and I used to read those magazines I used to buy them just before the Christmas parties like whether it was college or school oh, or whatever and I used to buy them because they used to say like get a dress like this and touch his arm and <laughs> bingo <laughs> <laughs> I mean I ended up with bingo that's the bad thing oh, no. no so I used to buy those magazines and used to kind of lick my lips and, and touch his arm and if laugh at
0: You'd known you could have just shouted vagina face now.
2: But I used to, I used to do all like try and do all those things. But I was very quiet and I was very shy and I used to sort of stand in a corner. And if only I'd known that if I sort of liked myself more, that would have given me confidence. And it's confidence that is attractive, regardless of who you are, what you do. And I got both of my husbands, one after the other. That sounded bad. Um, you'll do. Uh, <laughs> Both of them, I think, liked me initially because I was funny. And none, not a single one of those magazines said, oh, if you're funny, men like that.
0: I've seen articles on Facebook, so many, that says, unfortunately, the science shows that men don't like funny women and you're much less sexually attractive. What fucking science can you do that also, demonstrates a man loses his hard-on because you're amusing? I mean, if you're laughing
2: at his hard-on, <laughs> then... He's got a point. He's got a point. Don't be mean. But I think I think it's rubbish. I think maybe men who aren't that smart mm. don't like a funny woman because funny equals clever. clever.
3: Yeah. I was in a I, I had a one night stand with a guy where I basically all the way through I thought I, this is never happening again. Like, he's, he was so hot. And which is a confidence thing. No, but no, like, I mean, I, I think I'm hot with this. He was like a professional photographer and a chef. Was like, oh and a poet. He was a poet. Anyways, I'm, and a I'm not just bragging. And a not fireman. Just...
2: <laughs> <laughs> and a vagina face. Was, That's what we really want. I met him at a bar and he was carrying a book.
3: And I was like, well, <laughs> he reads
2: sometimes. You, do you judge people on their book taste? I went out with somebody once who had two books on his bookshelf. That wasn't good. One of them was the junior Bible, <laughs> and one was the autobiography—no, biography. Even worse of Paul Gascoigne. <laughs> that didn't last very long. No. Anyway, sorry, carry on, sorry. No, I mean, I just—it
3: was just the fact that it was a book. I didn't—I <laughs> gave no shits about what. Anyway, the point was, uh, I felt like I'd punched about my weight, and then we were naked, about to do it, and uh, and he started like like he looked really nervous, and then he started like stuttering, and he said. Wait, 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 what do you call uh, seven men on a boat? And I was like, what? What, <laughs> what are you doing? And then he did, I don't remember what it was, but like some punchline. And I was like, what is happening? And he was, he was so nervous because he didn't feel funny.
0: So but I don't pretty pretty. feel pretty. Aww. No, it was a joke.
2: What was the end though? I don't remember it was something. Oh, about... You can't give a set of a not a punchline, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got to Google Someone that. Someone has to Google that. Now, not only one
0: person's allowed to get their phone out to Google it. What's your name?
4: Manu.
0: Maru. Maru, yeah. yeah. Maru, you look reliable. There's something about you and also fashionable. <laughs> He's got a swirly scarf.
2: That's it's ju- not fashionable. He just put that on because he thinks he looks nice, and we agree, but if we didn't, it doesn't fucking matter, love. <laughs> he look. You look great, right, but it doesn't matter. I, I'm sorry, I'm going to need Eden to okay what he's wearing.
0: <laughs> he, could you just stand up, Maru? Eden, what do you reckon? Yeah. Nah. Uh. There you go. See? So it's been I, the, it's been it's been validated by an expert, but that doesn't matter. What was the what was the set of I can't remember now. I don't it was something Seven, uh, seven Men in a Boat, Mary's No, but that wasn't giggling. it. It was something like
3: I was paraphrasing something because the point was something else. And now you've made it about the joke. Classic women comedians <laughs> <laughs> making it about the joke instead of the man. Yes. I have questions.
0: Um, audience, do you have any questions?
3: Oh, a lot of them. All the way oh. up there. Yes.
2: Hello. Hello. I'm planning my wedding at the moment, and I would love some advice on how to avoid patriarchal bullshit on my wedding day. Oh <laughs> amazing. That's really nice. Um, do a speech. Because it's not it's not traditional for the bride to speak. Everybody talks about her like she's a prize oh doesn't she look lovely uh, and you will look lovely I'm sure of it but it doesn't fucking matter if nobody else thinks that have we got that we've got that okay um, make sure you do a speech that's my advice I did a speech and it was I mean it wasn't I'm not saying it was awesome but you know it was awesome being able to do a speech because I wanted to do a speech because it was my fucking wedding I bet it was awesome so thanks as long as you keep the stuff that you need for the like legalities of it you can kind of dress it how you like but make sure it's a secret wedding Yes, but but get it on the front page of a magazine if you can Questions, questions, (laughs) questions There was a question there um, It's not a question, but more of an extension You know in the magazine when you were talking about wearing a blazer the wrong way around Mm. Somebody did that at the Oscars a few years ago and they committed a fashion crime (laughs) Back in the day where I occasionally read women's magazines I'm really sorry mum not
4: my child
3: This is like Gemma yeah, this, uh, this is something else i now. Taking a turn for the I Jeremy Kyle. It's not my child. Oh, my God. This is taking a turn. she is. But if she's started reading magazines... It was a very long time ago when I lived with my dad. It was a very good idea to give the
0: audience a microphone, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. So for so, the
3: listeners at so home, what getting... we've got in
0: the audience is a mother declaring her daughter is no longer her child because she reads women's magazines. And her looking, her child looking back and saying, "It was a long time ago when I lived with my dad." Do we have other questions? So, so yes. Apparently, what's it? Was your point. point? That, yeah. yeah.
2: So it's now in but a couple of years ago it was a fashion crime to wear a suit the wrong way around yeah, agree, Well yeah. also yeah I mean another magazine will go
0: "Oh, look at Sarah Millican walking down the street in a dinner jacket backwards <laughs> oh she doesn't know what she's doing and
2: she's like a bloody Reddit in glamour you know? It's because they don't make a record of what they've previously said you know how like a bad liar never remembers their lies yeah. a good liar is a good liar oh. but a ba- I think that's what it is they need to have like a big book where they all write it in and then if they go, a jackets backwards with your back on show even if it's spotty, is that alright and they look up at the book and they go shit no, two weeks ago we said that was bad so keep saying it's bad then, that's what they need they need better admin, they need file- a filing system is what they need have one more question
3: over there all the way over
2: there um with your new magazine are you going to have it actually as a paper copy no um because i think uh a lot of magazines that are were in print are starting to go online only so i think online is kind of the future and i like the fact that you can get it kind of on your phone or on your tablet or whatever so i don't know we won't go to to paper copy is that, is that a problem for you, especially? Uh, no, it's just sometimes it's nice to have an actual physical thing. Well, why don't you, like, buy one of the, like, pound magazines and inside that have hidden, and, like, a tablet? You know, like, how you hide your porn, you know, like that? Or oh, like when people started buying, when they were reading uh, Fifty Shades of Grey and they started buying Kindles like that. Oh, yes. I was on the tube
0: one day and a lady was reading Harry Potter and the book fell out of the dust jacket and it was Fifty Shades of Grey. She, oh. had, it in, she, had, it, she had it hidden inside Harry. In a,
2: inside a children's book as <laughs> well. She had it hidden
0: inside Harry Potter.
2: Inside Harry Potter. Porn inside of a children's book.
0: <laughs> so wrong. Do we, we have a quick question? Quick question on back. Sorry, hello. Um, so I'm a
2: teacher and a lot of the information that students get I'm a, I teach at a sixth form college and so a lot of the information that students get, particularly female students, is from magazines about
0: the way that they should act and the way that they should behave and the way that they should dress. What would be the advice that you would have wanted to get, rather than from the women's magazines, what would you, want to, what would you have wanted to get as a teenager?
2: I think I would like to have been told that different is good, because I think I was quiet and quite sort of, not weird,
4: <laughs>
2: okay, Weird. I was just incredibly quiet when I was a kid and all of the slightly odder people, different, let's call them different, all the slightly odder different kids at school are really kind of awesome adults and all the people that sort of blended in and looked the same but all were popular are all dull as shit now. <laughs> We know
0: who our audience is now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, we were the weird kids! I mean, it's, it's quite a sweeping generalisation, but I think if you were just told that if you were a bit different, then that's not a bad thing, even if you're not necessarily told that that's a good thing, just that it's not a bad thing, and that standing out at school feels horrific, but standing out as an adult is pretty fucking awesome. so for
3: coming. Can you give it up for Sarah Milligan? Oh.
2: Anywhere people can come and see you, I'll find you. Oh, I'm on tour until the end of September, and that information is on my website. And obviously, standardissuemagazine.com is the magazine that I was talking about. Brilliant.
0: Deborah? I have uh, some episodes of a new podcast called Global Pillage coming up, which is a comedy panel show about diversity. Um, It's about all the different ways people uh, um, live around the world. And that will be reflected in the panel and the audience. And I'm also touring. I'm touring a show called Deborah France White rolls the dice.
3: And I, I, uh, I'm on Twitter at Sophie Hagen, and I am doing shows, places, and that's where I put. Oh, oh, I have a mailing list on my. No, I love this. I have a mailing list on sophiehagen.com, and I write. I overshare, and I love that. So she really because I don't know that. Pe- I don't think people will read it, so I tell everything. <laughs> I and it's a to The that where people will. Write me back as if I've written them personally,
2: and it's hilarious. It's so great. And uh, also, you have a new column in a magazine, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's in Danish,
0: though.
3: And, oh. and if you buy oh. Q, you Q, it, Q magazine in Denmark, Q for Wimp for Woman, it's in Danish. And uh, it's, anyways, I have a column there. and the f- <laughs> the fat Danish readers? Can you please say it
0: in a way that I am, I am it. genuinely
3: excited about?
0: This. <laughs> For the Danish listeners, Sophie, we were writing For in the Danish Q listeners, Women magazine. I som har, som wow, do you really That's speak so Danish? I <laughs> <laughs> really pretty appreciated that form. Do you know, yeah. the only time I've ever heard Sophie speak Danish, we went to a photo shoot and there was a dog. And she started speaking Danish to the dog. And I was like, why are you speaking Danish to the dog? And she went, it just feels really pretentious to speak English to a dog. <laughs>
2: Was it, was it a great day, by any chance?
3: <laughs> if you enjoy the Guilty Feminist podcast, please go to our Facebook group called the Guilty Feminist Podcast. Go to our Twitter, which is at GuiltFemPod. Uh, or go to our new Instagram account, which is at The Guilty Feminist. Uh, you can also please go to iTunes and rate our podcast five stars. If you like it, that would mean a lot to us. Don't say it, Deborah. Don't, no.
0: You can rate it however you'd like nope. to rate it. <laughs> Don't be told by Sophie how many stars to give it. Obviously, give five. it five if you think it's worth five. It's worth five. Yeah, sure, but still. And you can see my new upcoming show, Vagina Face Now, <laughs> which will be coming to a festival near you. Um. <laughs> Any day. If you're in Melbourne, we will do a, in
3: Australia, that Melbourne, we will be doing episodes on the 16th and 17th of April as part of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. We will also be at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. All the details will be on the Guilty Feminist, no, on guiltyfeminist.com without the the. That's it.
0: Brilliant. Okay, <laughs> lovely. Um, that's not clean at all for editing, is it? That's I terrible. You'll okay. figure it out. Okay. Listening to the Guilty Feminist with Sophie Hagen, the Deborah Francis and our special guest Sarah Milliken. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. The producer was Tom Zielinski for the Spontaneity Shop. Thanks to Louise Gareth rope and everyone at WaterSide. As well as all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Um, Have <laughs> you seen got a punchline? Uh, what? F- oh. oh, I thought, oh, I thought you were thing. just
2: being really judgy there yeah. We've been funny all night, Tom <laughs> Any chance you could give us a punchline, ladies?
4: I found three men
0: mm-hmm.
4: Yeah uh, on, the, on the joke So, um, there are three men on a boat with a pack of cigarettes and no matches How did they manage to smoke?
3: I mean, you're bringing me back to... <laughs> 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 What's the first thing?
4: Um, they threw a cigarette overboard and made the boat a cigarette lighter.
0: Oh, oh a gosh, cigarette indeed. lighter. Yeah, that's, Thanks, that's not, not one. It's not your fault, love. Don't feel <laughs> <that>. <laughs> It's a child's joke. It's not a filthy joke, is it? No. Uh,
1: Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.